0: Hello and welcome to episode 7. This episode is with a very new and dear friend that I have. Her name is Emily Rickett. Um, Emily has become a dear friend to me. We met over Bumble BFF in October of 2022. And since then we've had many coffee and lunch dates, hangouts, and a Super Bowl party. Um, She's super sweet and lovable and I'm really glad we met and became friends emily and i are both from ohio we both love ohio state football and just football in general um we connected over that plus many other things her goals and ambitions in life are really inspiring um the things she wants to do in life are hopeful and i can't wait to see how she accomplishes it all um in the short time we've known each other emily has inspired me to do things that scare me and a lot a lot of things scare me um She's shown up both physically and emotionally as a supporter and friend for many of the things that I am pursuing and pushed me to do things that I wouldn't have done otherwise. Um, I'm super excited for you to hear this conversation and hopefully it inspires you to get out into the community and make an impact like she does every day. Enjoy.
1: Um, So my name is Emily Rickett. I'm originally from Ohio. Um, so no, as you can, as I should be. Um, and I moved to, I went to school at Northern Kentucky University, and I started in 2018, and I graduated in 2021. Um, and then this, in May of 2022 is when I moved to Jackson. Um, so now I live in Tennessee, which is fun. Uh, I do forget pretty often that I've moved states, and then something will happen, and I'm like, oh, I do not live in Ohio, I do not live in Kentucky, I am in a whole new place. Um, I currently have two jobs. Um and I like intensely like I work in social services um and have a couple of years in social services like experience. Um, because when I had first entered like college, I was like, I'm gonna be an engineer and I was super excited about it. And then I started working in a homeless shelter for women and children. And since then it's just been the passion um of just working with people I uh, and me. Uh, so I currently work at the Salvation Army as a community engagement specialist, um, which has it's a, a big title, as in it kind of encompasses and is an umbrella title for a whole lot of other stuff, um, like a whole lot of random stuff. And then, which is good, and I love it. Um, and then my second job is at Scarlet Rope Project, which is a nonprofit in Jackson um, that helps women who are survivors of sex trafficking. Um, So I'll work weekends there sometimes, um, a couple times a month, um, which is really cool. And so I get to be an advocate there. Uh, So I get to do some really cool stuff. Um, I think that's usually kind of where I stop when I talk about myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So other than, was there anything other than working at the homeless shelter that kind of brought you to where you are? Like what made you want to do that work in college?
1: I think. Uh, So when I graduated from high school, I went to a different university um, because I graduated in 2017. In the fall of 2017, I went to a different college and I had a lot going on emotionally, mentally, um, just like mental illness, mental health, like things like that all kind of coming together and just the experience of maybe not necessarily feeling like I was like important or like mattered. Um, And I ended up like withdrawing from that school and I like started at Northern Kentucky University the next fall. And so I think it was like, when I started school again, I was like, I'm gonna make sure that like, this is like a great time. Like I'm not gonna like let certain things get in my way, whatever. Um, And so when I did that and I like found the, like the homeless shelter that I started working in, um, like I had been applying for like other jobs, like like I was like a server and stuff like that at the time. Um, And I just like on a whim was like, that sounds like it'd be really cool to be like an advocate in a shelter. Um, And I was like, just, like on a whim was like, oh, I could probably do, like, I would like to do that or that could be a cool opportunity. And I applied and like a couple months later, they like reached back out to me. And when I got there, I was like, there are so many people here who, because they're homeless and they're currently experiencing homelessness, they feel not exactly the same way, obviously, like in a different situation, like where I was like at a school that I didn't love and, you know, mental health issues and stuff mine, like making me feel like I didn't really like matter, like what I was doing didn't matter, who I was didn't matter. That's like a completely different set of circumstances, but a similar feeling. Like it all kind of came down to like that feeling that they had, not necessarily the actual situation, but the feeling of like not being important, of not feeling like anyone cared like what happened to that person. And that was kind of like how I had felt. And so when that happened, I just kind of, it kind of clicked for me that what I wanted to do is like make sure as many people as possible never had to feel that feeling that I felt and that those people felt and that people know that they matter Uh, so that also kind of relates to like I did this like rant the other day basically and it kind of helped me to formulate like it was actually to my boss and it helped me to formulate kind of that it kind of relates back to my own personal like brand or like beliefs Um, like what my like the most important thing to me is making sure that people know that they matter and so Basically, from like personal experience and then it's like working um, experience in the field, just kind of it clicked for me that what I wanted to do is make sure that every person that I come across knows that they matter in some way, shape or form. Right.
0: And what it through that, have you learned more about yourself working with other people and what are those things that you've kind of over time had to kind of come to terms with about yourself?
1: like good and bad like kind sure. of yeah okay. there. Right. <laughs> so i want to say like to start like something kind of good that i've i guess learned about myself is uh, just an overall intense like dedication to a lot of things um and so that's something that i was actually talking with uh, a resident at my other job at my scarlet world project job and she had pointed out that something that i like she's noticed is that i'm like very dedicated to things and at first i was kind of like Oh, I don't know. Like, it's one of those things that you don't really realize about yourself and someone else points it out. And then she started giving me examples of just like, you know, when I'm not there, I still like bake stuff and I just bring it to drop it off so that they kind of like know that, like, even though I'm there for like the weekends and I work there, I get paid to be there on the weekends, like I still care about them or, you know, other things like that, just like little things that she was like, it's like you show a lot of dedication. And this is even just like your weekend job. This isn't even like your job she was like and you talk to us a lot about like our lives and you want to know about us but you also tell us a lot about your like life and your experiences and stuff like that and she was like it's i've noticed that you're like very dedicated to those things and that was one of those things where i was like that's like really nice to hear that was one of those like kind of warms your heart and you're like i don't think i've ever noticed that about myself in ways um but i think like at the same time on like the flip side something that I think was hard to come to terms with and still is hard to come to terms with is my own assumptions about people about experiences about situations um like when i first started working at the shelter i had a probably a lot of misconceptions about people who are homeless Um, i probably had a lot of misconceptions about a lot of different groups of people mostly like marginalized groups of people that like if i didn't have some kind of interaction with them like like a person who like identifies as like part of a certain group like I didn't know and I never I had a lot of privilege and didn't take the time to know you know like with people who are homeless Um, and so now it's like something that is is like it's crazy and I'm incredibly passionate about which is great I think but like when I first started there were so many things I didn't understand I didn't understand why someone who's homeless can't just go out and get a job like people say and things like that Um, and so having to come to terms with like I have so much growing and so much learning and so many like internalized beliefs that I have to actively work against and like work on fixing and doing better with mm. was like a slap in the face. One that I needed and we all need, but like it was one of those things where I was like, okay, wow. I used to criticize people who were like, when people say like, people are like panhandling and stuff like that, or like asking money, I would be like, oh, that's like, eh, they're just gonna go use it for drugs. And you know, but a lot of people feel like, that's the narrative you're told and i had to like sit back and be like oh my gosh that's so much more complicated than i thought Mm -hmm. and that was difficult but it's something i have to work with every day Um, but i do appreciate that about my job because i i do think that it's made me a much more understanding person just in general okay Uh, i would i would not like go back and change that um, because those are really hard things but they're the things that are worth it and are important to do.
0: What are your hopes, at least for maybe not like way off in the future, but like a year from now, what are you wanting to do to grow what you're doing?
1: So I have an overall kind of dream or plan, because I shouldn't really say dream, I should make it a plan. Um to have my own nonprofit. Um and so what I kind of love about the jobs that I've been able to do is I've worked in two other social services jobs before this, um, the, where I was a homeless, uh, I was an advocate in a homeless shelter for women and children, but also a service coordinator for people who are homeless and lived on the street at one job. And I was a workforce coach at another job where I worked with people in a low income area and helped them to like make resumes and do mock interviews and all of those things. Um, so through that, I have helped people apply for all kinds of programs, have helped people, like I've learned, what it takes for like someone in certain like living situations to get a job or X Y or Z, um, and then the two jobs that I have now have kind of helped to broaden also like beyond that what my understanding of just completely different experiences are. As I was saying, like it's kind of one of those things, um, like for where it's like I've never understood how complicated a certain situation is, and so I think from each of these jobs that I'm doing, I'm able to take a lot of different things that I like or don't like or would want to do differently or I'm really excited about or think was a really good like implementation or how I could do things differently for my own future nonprofit. So in the next year, because that is probably maybe not something that I think I will have accomplished by like a year from now, that's, you know, it's a huge like undertaking. Um, So at the moment, I'm kind of focusing more on gaining that experience, learning in as many ways as possible, using the opportunities that I have right now and kind of creating more opportunities um, to kind of set myself up and build like, basically a building blocks for my own. So um, things like Scarlet Road Project, um, it is seven years old, I believe, and like that nonprofit, and it was started by someone in Jackson. Uh, She's actually still the director. And so something that I wanna do in the next year is kind of focus on trying to learn from her and learn how I can start my own and what she would have maybe done differently. Um, And so for the next year, I want to focus on like getting as much feedback as possible um, and then kind of filtering that so that I can understand what my starting point really needs to be or how I can eventually build that for myself Mm -hmm. um, because I want to be prepared when I do that. So the next year for me is kind of preparation to then eventually be able to do that myself.
0: And then what are your goals we'll say five years from now and where would you want to be after taking all that information in
1: i would like to say like realistically i would love to have already like started like be at least a year or two years into having my own profit in five years um i would really like it to be even more than that but i also i don't want to jump into something until i'm like into something like this until i'm ready because what i don't want to do is start things and not be able to give it the capacity that it needs Mm -hmm. Um, you know starting a nonprofit is kind of a pretty big undertaking for someone who obviously never has and so the idea of um, that like i'll be like oh i can start in like two years and i'm like what i really need to do is make sure that i'm not doing more harm than good for the population i want to work with Um, So if I want to work with people who are homeless, what I can't do is provide them with a service that is only 25% of what I want it to be. Um, And so like, I don't want to let perfection, like like the idea of wanting to be perfect to keep it from being good. But I also don't want it to be incredibly underwhelming and almost fail because I haven't put the time and effort into building it from the ground up. So I I wanna say in five years, I would like to at least be a year or two into having my nonprofit. Um, And I think a lot of that, like about where I would be and things like that, is kind of um, up in the air of like, I have to decide where I wanna do this, how I wanna do it, and find a space and location and things like that. So uh, kind of gathering that information in the next year, uh, maybe two years, and then figure out like, I will have to be writing grants or like grant proposals to get grants and things like that for my funding. Um, So hopefully kind of maybe taking courses um, in grant writing and things like that. Um, I've also considered the idea of, I would maybe like to go to graduate school and get a degree that's gonna help me in either nonprofit management or in counseling, um, because I think that either one of those would be extremely beneficial to what I would have going on. Um, I would like, you know, to run a nonprofit. So nonprofit management would be great. But I would also love if I were able to become a licensed therapist. That I think that would add a lot to the actual nonprofit that I want to start, which would be a day center for people who are homeless. Right. Um, and so being able to provide that, along with the actual other services that I've already prepared for, I think would be awesome. So, um, It's a little still like up in the air of exactly how I want to go about that. But that's kind of what the next year of prep is supposed to be for. Just kind of saying like, would I be better off at being a licensed therapist and finding a partner who would be able to do like help me along the way with nonprofit management or do I want to do that myself? So those kinds of decisions to kind of make sure that I'm providing the best quality care when I do have a nonprofit of my own in five years.
0: How do you think your personal life and personal brand affect what you do or vice versa?
1: So I would say it kind of really comes back to when I kind of said this stuff about the first university I went to and then going back to school and finding the homeless shelter, because before that, I'm not necessarily sure I knew what my personal like brand or like personal, like my most important like beliefs to me were. Um, And I think from those experiences, it's come down to like, I want to help people and I tell people all the time that I think my purpose as a person is to help people in whatever capacity that is. Um, And so like, that could be just with my friends, my personal life or my family, but also like in the work that I do. Um, And I think I, I now like to say like, if I had to say literally like two words of what I truly like believe the most and it's just like people matter and so that's kind of why I would say like I went on basically a rant to my boss, and uh, it was just about the idea that people matter and people should know the thing and so I think like I learned that from feeling like I didn't really matter but then getting it from a job like when I started working and I was like I love this feeling there are definitely very hard days and very hard things that happen and things that where you're like, wow, I am not making people feel like they matter and I'm not helping people because it's overwhelming and there's so much. Um, but like, I definitely learned that from my professional life and I realized after learning it in my professional life that it was something that in my personal life, I had always been kind of trying to work towards, but I had never been able to name it. Um, so like I have this like weird obsession with baking things for people, taking it to them and stuff like that. Um, and I, I like to, I think that's pretty like funny to me. Like I like to laugh at that because it's always been something that's like, people don't need baked goods. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not necessary They're they're going to survive, but it's the idea of like, I want you to feel like you are important to me, even if it's in just like, I brought you cookies or I brought you X, Y, or Z. Um, and like, I took the time to sit down and like do this because I want that person to know that for whatever reason like, they matter. So, um, I guess back to the actual question, because I would get off track is um, I think like my professional life helped me to actually articulate what it has always been in my personal life that I've wanted to do so what I really like is that in both cases in my professional life and personal life I just get to I kind of get to combine them like when I am at home realistically I still work I still do Uh, stuff for my job even when I'm like off the clock because I care so much about what's happening and what I'm doing which is really awesome because I get to say that I do something that I love um, but it's also nice because in my personal life I get I can still like align with those values even if I'm not doing the exact same work like if I'm helping a friend of mine or I'm helping a family member or just someone on the street versus if I'm helping someone who's a participant at my job either way I get to kind of they kind of bounce back off of each other which i'm really thankful for because that makes you feel like the work that i do really aligns with my actual personal goals and beliefs mm-hmm.
0: you talked about baking um and we've talked about that before but is that something <laughs> or is there more more things in your life right now that are kind of maybe separate from work that are bringing you peace or joy that uh, take your mind off of
1: yeah i want to say I really think the gym has become like a huge thing for me. And I think it's because there is a lot of frustration in the work that I do. There are a lot of days where I'm like, this is absolutely wild. And what I'm doing is insane and hard and scary. And uh, I think the other day we met with like six different people who, or maybe seven, who needed um, rent or utility assistance. And so like them sitting down and telling me like every traumatic thing that has happened to them ever or just in the last couple of months. And it's like, you you take all of that on and you have to find a way to like kind of get that out. And so um, what I love is when I go to the gym, like, and sometimes I feel very powerless in my job. Like that is a realistic side effect of working in social services, trying to help people. So sometimes you're like, I literally can't do anything. And I just have to know that like, and like hope that this person is okay. And there's like literally not a resource I can provide, or I can refer you to someone else, but I can't even actually do anything with the resources that I have. And so sometimes you feel incredibly like powerless and like helpless. And so when I go to the gym and I get to lift weights and feel really strong, it, you know, releases frustration and things with what I am or I'm not able to do, which causes that frustration, but also kind of gives you that power back. Like I always feel afterwards, I'm like, wow, like I just lift a weight that six months ago I would have been like, there's no way I will ever do that. And now (laughs) I can feel like, I leave and I'm like, feel really strong. Like, this is really awesome. Um, so that's definitely one of the things, um, and then just spending time with like friends and family, um, is definitely something because my favorite thing is like after hanging out with someone, it's been like six hours and all of a sudden you're like, we we're supposed to be here for an hour. Like when we met in a coffee shop, <laughs> we were like, we've yeah. been here for hours and we were supposed to leave already. And, like, this is a problem. They're trying to like close. And it's just like one of those things where you're like, this was fantastic and I want to do this all the time. Yeah. And so that's, that's a huge one is like when time goes by that fast and you're like, I could just keep talking forever. Love that, it's very solid. And those moments make me really happy. And then also just walking, like getting out and being by myself and like fresh air if I can, mm-hmm. as it, when it's freezing. Sometimes I bundle up and I make it happen. I just make it worth it. Just yeah. walking outside barefoot to check the ice on the road the other day. It's almost like, what is wrong with you? And my immediate response was, I'm from Ohio. what do you want what do you want
0: yeah i was (laughs) wearing short sleeves the other day and i walked into work and they were like what is wrong with you i was like it's Mm -hmm. really not that cold
1: (laughs) literally literally and i'll be like this is not that bad or like i went and played tennis i played tennis a lot and that's definitely one of the things too like kind of the same realm as the gym like i just run around and release a lot of frustration but i was playing tennis and it was like 38 degrees and later someone was like what is wrong with you and i was like it's not like that, Are you guys okay? I saw a video the other day of some snow a couple years uh, back in Ohio. It was like 2015. There's a video of like three feet of snow, and we just like plowed through just so you could walk on the walkway from our front door to the driveway. And it's just me walking through it like nothing's going on. I, I showed someone here, and they were like,
0: What?
1: I was like, mm, you this just
0: do it,
1: it. Yeah, you do. It just becomes normal. You're like, Oh, three feet of snow. We'll probably still go to school tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. put a it spoon rained. under my pillow for a snow day or something
0: it rains at 30 degrees and school's canceled for a week here
1: uh-huh. so, it absolutely is it's
0: but, ridiculous.
1: yeah so I'll bundle up I'll go for my little walk sometimes I'll just try to make it happen I try to take a walk at least every day because I feel like it's so good for like mentally just to kind of be by myself or listen to music or a podcast or whatever um, and just kind of be for a little bit mm-hmm. so those are definitely the things that kind of keep me grounded especially within doing stuff like this for work.
0: Right. Um, Going back to what you do, I know that there's a lot going on politically that affects really both of our jobs. Is there anything that you're noticing politically that's kind of trickled down into what you do or has affected what you do?
1: Realistically, so many. things right um it's hard because it feels like like I could list like so so my this is a little bit random but my degree was like an interdisciplinary studies um, or integrative studies and so the idea of like every discipline kind of affects other disciplines you know medicine is not just affected by medicine is affected by your quality of life and all these other things um and so like when it comes down to like that kind of question i find it i have a hard time answering those kinds of things just because there are so many things especially politically that affect all of the work that i do
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so i don't even like think i could like one thing necessarily it just kind of i think in general politically especially with a lot of like divide that's been happening which like makes sense there's a lot of very different views and things and we're all kind of you know want to be right and in some kind of power and things like that um because we all do believe that we have the right beliefs whether that's accurate or not for any of us um and when it like when it comes to that i think what's hard is I work in a a landscape where we have to raise money to like get money for people to pay their rent and pay their utilities. And there are so many different like beliefs about the population that I work with is what I wanna kind of, I guess, return back to because we do help people who are, you know, sometimes people are undocumented that we help or people who are in um, areas specifically like neighborhoods that are either like low income or the neighborhood is primarily people of color. And that becomes an interesting discussion as we ask people to donate money so that we can pay rent and utilities. Um, And a a lot of times those conversations, they don't, I don't want to say they turn into like a political conversation because they don't necessarily, but what's odd is you can feel that, people look at other people from a lens of like from a political lens and I I don't know if that like necessarily makes sense in the way that I want it to but um it's not necessarily just that we look at people as other people or like people that I ask like you know for to make donations and things like that um they want to see that oh is my money going to turn the lights back on for someone who's then going to get a job and contribute to society and X, Y, and Z. And somehow we start to put like these conditions on, well, if I donate this money, is this person going to pay their taxes? And like weird things that become political in ways that I'm not prepared for, Yeah, where it's like, why, why do we not care just that this person gets the basic human rights and needs? Yeah. met instead of it somehow becoming an issue i'm not necessarily sure if that answers the question in the way that i would like to um it does. because it's oddly the work of like any kind of social services work becomes political much more often than i would like it to and it's so oddly complex that i could probably talk for a very long time on it but in the sake of trying to not go on basically a rant about um, people's, like, political beliefs and how that relates back to what I do, I guess that's kind of where I would land. but It could become much more
0: important. Yeah. Um, either in your personal life or in your work life, what is something you're super excited about?
1: I think in my work life, I mean, in... One job at Scarlet Road Project, we actually just, they finally were able to move into a brand new house. Uh, So it is a new build for the women who are living there. It can now house up to nine women, Um, so that is at least nine lives that are going to, that can be completely changed at one time. Because all of their families are obviously affected by those situations and uh, their experiences and their recovery and the way that they are in treatment. Um, so that's really awesome. I was really excited. I got to be like the first advocate who stayed there because I actually stayed overnight. Um, so I got to be the first advocate who got to stay with them in this brand new house. And It's incredible to see how much the community gave back to be able to build the house. Um, and, like, to like, we had like an Amazon wish list, and so like furniture and things like that was purchased just by people who went online or businesses that went online and bought those things and then also the furniture was put together and brought in by just different groups of people like from churches or organizations and things like that and so seeing the community all come together to help women who needed it or like people who needed it was incredible and i got to be there like night one and i remember like sitting on the couch like the next morning and we were all like not in a like not in a bad way but it didn't feel like it was like our like our place like we were like looking around like this is insane like this is incredible not like Oh, like we don't feel comfortable it was definitely comfortable but it was like a this isn't like this is wild this house is incredible um and it's what they deserve and I was happy that I got to like be there with them we kind of got to discuss that um so that was really exciting um and also I'm just excited because I'm like wow this place is incredibly nice I love that I could spend a weekend here every month like not only do I love my job but I'm like I'm just gonna hang out in this like beautiful house that this community put together um And then in my other job we actually just had a community meal so like every the last monday of every month the fourth monday of every month um, a church in the area uses our space and puts on a community meal Um, in the past we haven't been able to kind of invite as many people as we wanted to or we didn't really get the word out the way we wanted to Um, and this month i was able to like as part of my job as community engagement specialist i made like a flyer and i was able to kind of spread the word a little bit more and get some more people in the community involved who have maybe never been to our office or never met the population that we intentionally serve. Um, and what we were kind of trying to pull away from is we didn't want people in our community who needed the meal to come and feel like they were being like served because they were like not on the same level as the people who served them. Like we didn't want there to feel like this disparity of like, I'm here because I can't afford to like buy a meal or I need to supplement a meal. Um, or I can't afford to like feed my kids this meal. And so like, and then it was like the people serving, um, not saying this was necessarily like, what was happening, but we intentionally tried to make sure that the people who are coming to the meal felt like they were part of the community, not that they were being served because they had less than, but that they were being part of, they were being served because they were part of the community that they live in. And so, um, I was really excited that I got to kind of invite more people. I invited, um, if you know, her name Chef Bree and she, uh, is at Lamont's kitchen and she owns it and like runs it and things And I was like, we like reached out to her and asked if she wanted to come. And so she got to like see our space and then ended up using, being able to use our kitchen the next day um, for some things and like getting more people like council people involved and seeing what we actually do because we get to do a lot of really amazing things but we don't always get to showcase that to like the community so we can get more people in the community involved and do more for people in need who are serving. And so like getting to do that this past month was awesome. And we had a huge turnout in a way that we weren't like in comparison to what we were expecting. Um, And so the excitement going forward is that now that I've been able to start making a couple more connections or we have as an organization, like how can we use this traction to like help more people? So next month's community meal, I have a flyer ready. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to put it on social media. I'm ready to take it places to, to invite people. Um, and I'm excited about the fact that this past one felt like a community dinner, not like we were serving people who were underserved. It was these people who have been typically underserved now get to feel like they are part of this community, make connections. And those social connections are what can help elevate their lives and completely change what's going on for them. Because the more people you know, the more connections you have, the more opportunity you have. Mm -hmm. Um, and so creating those opportunities and now I'm like how can I get everyone I know to come to the next one? How can we make it huge? How can we make it a huge community event? Um, and we've we've planned that we're gonna have a lot of different monthly community events like movie nights and things like that. So um, a very long explanation as to, I, I feel really proud of the fact that we get to and excited for the opportunities to get to create more of a community feel with the people that we're serving. Instead of just, they come in for a service and they leave, It's how can we get you engaged and make you feel like you matter and you're important. And other people in this community, whether they live in your same neighborhood or not, you are connected with them and you are fostering community and get to be part of something. Um, So like going forward, I'm incredibly excited about next month and all of the other things that we have planned um, to kind of create that feeling and environment for people.
0: That's amazing. And I'm really excited about next month because I would love to be there. I was gonna say, do you wanna come?
1: It is on a Monday evening. So I don't know if that will work for you, but I would love for you to be there. I could try. Okay, (laughs) that's all that
0: matters. Um, My last question before this walks us off in a minute and (laughs) a half, Um, if you were going to give a TED talk on any stage, what would your topic be? I know you talked about your kind of theme is you matter, people matter, but what is like you're up there People want to hear from you. What are you gonna say?
1: I think realistically, that's that's the thing. Um, that's what happened. And my boss actually, after my little like rant, it was just the two of us. At the end of the day, afterward, we had come back here to like get our stuff and leave. And I, I just had this like ten minute rant in the hallway just about like people matter and how important it is. And he changed it on his phone, so it says Emily Rickett, and then it says people matter underneath as the reminder, so that every time I call him or whatever, it shows that. Um, And I think that would be it, that people are so much more important than whatever label you see them as. Like, whatever they identify as themselves is fantastic and you should obviously respect that. But like, I can't look at another person and choose to label them unless it's something that they feel they want to be labeled as. But beyond that, that is a human being. That person deserves the love and respect and dignity that every person deserves. And no one should ever feel less than because of any situation they are in or because of any identity that someone else perceives of them. Every person matters just as much and has the dignity and right to feel that way
0: and feel that they're important.